0: Hi, we are Easy A's, Angie and Amanda, two best friends with a decade between us, which has shown us that you don't have to be at the same age and stage to get each other at a soul level. We believe life should be easy, not to say that it won't be complicated, but we are
1: finding it is possible to move through life with more ease. Join us as we go down the rabbit hole of anything and everything that is lighting us up at the moment.
0: Welcome back to Easy Ears. Hello, hello. We've missed you. I just took your phrase. You did. I'm the double hello.
1: Well, we gotta have it. If you're not gonna do it, I guess I'm gonna do it. I guess so.
0: It's a must-have now. It's a staple. Oh, man. Man, it's been... Well, first of all, we were just talking about how it feels like it's been a bit since we've done any recording, and it has, actually. We had some episodes in the can, and now we're basically in real time. In the can is not. It's not a, a saying. thing. I think it
1: is. It isn't. Is it? I think it is. In the can. Why would you want anything in the can as backup? But the can. That's what people talk about, like when they're using the toilet.
0: <laughs> I gotta use the can. Or like in the reserves. Like we got cans of food in the pantry. You gotta have stuff. <laughs> okay totally makes sense in the can but you. okay <laughs> anyway we need
1: stuff in the can in the pipeline
0: but basically we're live I mean we're recording this on May what is today's date oh my May goodness. 5th and this episode's gonna come out sometime in the next couple of days happy Cinco de Mayo oh god it is Cinco de Mayo we forgot to celebrate well, it's because I've been so busy celebrating my 12-year-old's birthday because <laughs> he was born on Star Wars Day. So may the 4th be with you. May the 4th be with you. And it's like, you know, all the things that I never thought I would say as a parent. I say like, I can't believe how quickly he's growing up. Time oh, is going so go fast. By fast. It really does. I mm. feel like he was just a little baby, like bebe. a couple bebe. years ago. And Where's here he is. Now he's taller than me. His hair is longer than mine. <laughs> he is. His hair is actually always. Been how old is than he? Mine. 12. 12. And still that seems young to me. It is. But it's really funny to see how he's blossomed in the last. I would say six to eight months. I've just recognized how. Of course, he's not a grown up, but how grown up he is becoming. Yeah. Like. His facial features, his jawline, his face is getting more pronounced. His voice is changing the way he pronounces words because he always had that really sweet little lisp. And then we did some speech therapy a couple of different times. But what really turned the corner for him, I think, was doing speech therapy in conjunction with a palate expander. And so then there was more room in his mouth and he could learn to make the sounds properly. No more lisp. And so now he doesn't have the lisp. And it's just... I don't know, but he's also like gaining an attitude, and he's turning into this teenager. And he also
1: doesn't sleep with with you guys anymore, so
0: that's... Also a bonus. (sighs) Just kidding. I mean, he did that for a really long time. (laughs) I know, I was kidding, though. (laughs) I think he... He hasn't done that in forever. (laughs) It's been, I think it was like around 7 or 8 that he stopped kind of getting in bed with me at night, so yeah, that was, thankfully... (laughs) The queen-size bed. We're actually recording in my bedroom on my queen-size bed, <laughs> and the dog wanted to get up here with us, and there was no room, so it makes me think there would be no room for For, for him a 12-year-old. Yeah. No.
1: Um,
0: well, happy birthday, Xavier. I know. Happy birthday, buddy. Such a privilege to be your mom, and we also had a 16-year-old birthday a couple months ago, and then in a couple months, we have an 11-year-old birthday, and... It's just, you know, time doesn't slow down. And it's kind of relevant to what we want to talk about a little bit this week because you and I have both recognized that we've been doing some work on, I think, what we would probably call inner child work or shadow work. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. But it does make me, we're going to talk a lot about that actually, but it makes me think about my kids and... In some ways, in the ways that I'm parenting them now, how am I contributing to the work they're going to have to do? (laughs) Well, you are. Of course I am. We all do, right? Mm -hmm. Like unknowingly, unwittingly, like what are the things that they are going to have to dismantle, deprogram, you know, work through when they are the ages that we are around their childhood. And so I've, I've actually... I've actually given thought to that recently as I'm, you know, kind of working through some of my own stuff. And uh, it's an interesting thing to think about. That's the age old problem that everyone thinks about, though. Because
1: when people have kids, they're like, I'm not going to raise them the same as my parents. Right. But then your kids just
0: grow up and they're like, I'm not going to raise them the same as my parents. Like, everyone's just we all doing it different. Yeah, we say the same thing. And what I also recognize is, okay, wow, well... <laughs> there was a lot of good too that I was raised with and of I do course. absolutely want to pass a lot of that on and also recognize that these kids are here in this life on their own journey and how do I honor that yet also maintain a parental relationship with them and help guide them it, you know I do think it's my responsibility in a lot of ways to help yeah. show them certain ways and Teach them some things, but they are my teachers in lots and lots and lots of ways.
1: I think the key is, is just let them watch a lot of TV. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Says though, first of all, A, you're not wrong. Not wrong. <laughs> because we always think when we have children, oh, they're, my kids aren't going to be allowed to watch TV <laughs> and they're going to have to, it's like at some point you're like, Just oh, do it, get out. Yeah. Watch, watch TV so I don't have to. Right. <laughs> so I don't have to get on the floor and play some of these games and yeah, be everything to everyone at all times. We were also coming up with songs.
1: <laughs> this is because I'm annoying and I like to sing any song that pops in my head. But because we're talking about shadow work, we had a few, we a did. few songs that I've thought of. Um, so Hello Darkness, My Old Friend. I really liked it. Is that the, that's the sound Hello, of silence, darkness, my old friend. sound of silence by Garfunkel art and Simon and Garfunkel, Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah.
0: I don't Is that the name of it? Sound of silence? Yeah. Um, I love that one. It's beautiful. I
1: and mean, when we thought of <laughs> work, 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 work by Rihanna, Rihanna.
0: <laughs> totally different feel to it. And then but you got to put in the work. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But you got to do the shadow work. You can change the. If you want to do this at home, you just change the words. Follow along. And add in shadow work. (laughs) Shadow work. Um, And then the last and final song was... Fifth Harmony. Fifth Harmony, work.
0: Work from home is actually what it's called.
1: Yeah. It's not really about shadow work at all.
0: (laughs) It's a different kind of work. It's a different kind of work, but it's particularly relevant during these COVID times. (laughs) Um, It's it's called work from home. Yes. We're
1: thinking of making it... um, our company's theme song. <laughs> <laughs> just got to get that approved by HR. Yeah. Well, yeah. as long as we change the words, I think it'll be fine. <laughs> that would be funny, and then do a video. <laughs> like I think of everybody people just would working love working from home. <laughs> like that's hilarious. I think people would love it. I wish I, I wish I knew how to do those things like easier, and I would, I would do You'd that. be all over it. Yeah, I'd be making funny videos for people all the time, and then that would also retain people because who doesn't want funny
0: funny content right that's as long key. as it's engaging <laughs> we make our people watch lots of content that's not fun and engaging so yeah whether it's relevant or not is a different story
1: okay so if we're gonna talk about shadow work we wanted to define what is shadow and then what is
0: shadow work um yeah because we can't assume that everybody uses the same terminology for things, but we
1: can't assume you're all
0: into the same no things trendy things that we are into. <laughs> we were getting ready for this episode tonight and talking about some themes, and my husband felt like it was really appropriate to share some videos with us that he's found that basically make fun of Amanda and I <laughs> and spot on. It was spot on because it was talking about different like protocols diets. and diets. We've obviously talked about the bean protocol on here <laughs> and so it made fun of all of that and then also there was another video around uh natural deodorant <laughs> and <laughs> armpit um clearing detox. detox thank you like charcoal which <laughs> For the record, I do this on a regular <laughs> basis because I use natural deodorant, and I also <laughs> use charcoal face mask detoxing in my armpits. <laughs> and so he just he felt the need to show us,
1: but it allows you to see how funny, how ridiculous all this can some kind of it sounds too. Yeah.
0: but yeah, when we talk about shadow work, what does that mean? And you know, I think for both of us, I think. When you first hear the word shadow, you know, it's not really like the most warming and welcoming word. And when you think about the work that you do around shadows in your life, it's also not easy work to do. So what we're talking about here are those pieces of ourselves that have been with us throughout our lives that kind of get planted from oftentimes a very young age and grow with us that we don't really know that they're companions to us in our life. And so what we mean by this could be, you know, for me, one of the things we're going to talk about today is feelings of worthiness and fears around rejection and fears around being as big as you need to be in taking up the space you need. So for me, some of my shadows show up as fearing that if I am taking up too much space, others may look at me and reject me or others may think that I am unworthy of something because I am projecting something that makes them uncomfortable or they don't like to see. So for me, the shadow work around that is kind of unpacking, okay, where did that come from? How do I move through that? How do I recognize that it's there? And how do I allow myself to overcome it? So I think giving that kind of an example is one of the better ways for me to describe it. But what would you say around shadow work?
1: I think it's exactly what you're saying it's It's been with you probably for a while, and it's it's recognizing I think of it more as when things maybe aren't going your way or you're you're feeling stuck um, maybe in a job or a relationship um, and you <laughs> you're tired of putting the blame on the other people. <laughs> around mm-hmm. and you're you're just looking inwardly and you are figuring out why you're feeling the way you're feeling and what in life the uncomfortable feelings that we all have you know mm-hmm. um being triggered by something in life um whether you know you had a good example i think earlier of when you were a kid mm-hmm. and if you want to share
0: are you talking about when I was saying how as a child I was overweight and I would be made fun of or called names right and so yeah absolutely then I internalized a lot of that and it's something that sticks with me and then I create these feelings of discomfort from being in my own skin feelings of not being good enough of not being like others yeah and that you know, kind of sticks with you no matter what shape your body takes for the rest of your life. It's like this internalized feeling that you always recognize of feeling not as good as whatever. Right. I think that's a good example that
1: um, I definitely have similar, you know, experiences if I think back to if you just go with body image mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm the idea of being skinny and being a good thing Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. or your weight mattering Mm -hmm. um and you know that kind of i think is maybe a little bit easier to detect because you can say okay that's where it came from but there's there's certain things that are part of us that you have to do a little digging around Mm -hmm. and again i said that when you're tired of blaming everyone else um for maybe your unhappiness or Mm -hmm. whatever um and you're looking inwardly that's it's it's the part that you don't really want to you don't want to right dig into because it's uncomfortable
0: well and it's also feels really it feels really hard you know it's it's a really difficult thing to grasp it's not tangible right so when you're trying to uncover something that is ineffable how do you do that And we can talk about different methodologies that both of us have used, because I think we use a little bit different of things. But I also think at some level, it's about trusting the answers that you give yourself when you get really quiet about where something came from too. And so again, we'll dig into that a little bit more. But I think it was just important for us that we can all be on the same page about the words that we're using and what we're talking about when when we talk about this stuff. Right. So shadow, kind of the dark side. The dark side. and And also, we'll probably cover this again, but while we can call it the dark side, it's not something to fear. It's not something to stay away from. Unless you're like thinking about murder or something okay sure (laughs) sorry i just went really dark i was like
1: this could get weird it could get weird weird um but but no it's
0: not something to be afraid of it's not and it's it's about you made this comment in the last episode that we aired around my friend our friend amanda who has now been through a journey of brain cancer twice and how the tendency for all of us is to look at that thing in our life that is painful and difficult and to hate it mm-hmm. and to blame it. And you made the comment to her, you know, you can't hate, you can't love a body. You can't heal a body you hate. Thank you. Yeah.
1: And it's the same thing with this. Yeah. You can't heal. You can't heal yourself if you hate parts of yourself.
0: Right. Right and you have to love the shadow but in order to love it you have to know it and recognize it and name it yes right and so today we're going to name some of our shadows and we're going to talk about some of the things that we've been kind of struggling with the last couple of weeks because we also understand that we talk a lot about ease and flow and giving ourselves grace and how we show up in the world But this is reality, too, just because that's something that we are focusing on doesn't mean we don't experience dark days, difficulties, shadow. And so we're showing up for that today. Yes, absolutely. Not one of our cheerier topics, but... Not a
1: cheery topic. It leads to cheery, I think.
0: I think it does, because without processing all of it you don't get to the good stuff right and that's one of the things we'll also touch upon is that unless you're willing to face shadow the large manifestations the big things that you are trying to bring to life in your own experience aren't going to happen right because we all have blocks and they don't go away you can't circumvent them you can't bypass them you have to go through them and you have to work through them and, and that and that's why you said
1: bypass but that's why some of the new age kind of look at manifestation if you will it it doesn't go deep and you don't you are bypassing right because the whole idea of just like think positive and right. Like people are capable of doing that at all times. And that's just to me more avoidant of in your just burying the stuff deeper and deeper. Right. But the idea with, with this approach is that you are, you're seeing what's coming up and you're willing to work through it so that you right. can make room for whatever you're inviting into your life. Absolutely. Manifesting. Absolutely. Um, we got to come up with another word for manifesting. It's just overused. Co creating.
0: (laughs) Okay, we'll come back. We'll we'll keep thinking on that. Apparently, she didn't like that one, so we'll come back to it. Um, So, let's talk about this a little bit. What are, why don't you tell us a little bit about some of the things that you've been kind of processing and working through over the last little bit since we've, since we've chatted about stuff here in this space?
1: Okay, so for me lately, I have been, really feeling the the pressures that come with thinking about life in time and thinking, okay, I'm 34. And I've done this for the longest time. I've done this since I was in my 20s. I'd be like, I'm 25. And, okay, now I'm 26. And just putting so much pressure on yourself to have accomplished whatever the world thinks you should have accomplished by a mm-hmm. certain time. So mm-hmm. being 34, being a woman, and being single – you can imagine what kind of things the world has taught me i should i maybe should be married i maybe should have kids soon mm-hmm. cuz mm-hmm. you have to do that soon um and especially growing up in my in my family uh extended as well i am I am the only single one out of sixteen grandkids, mm-hmm. um, so there's just that pressure you put on yourself, and it's not like people are sitting there telling you every day like you should feel you should feel pressure about this, but it, it's there. And I um, I go through waves where I'm really excited about being single, and I'm like, who else gets to do whatever they want with their money? Who mm-hmm. else gets to? Um, buy a buy a house and say that I did that. Mm-hmm. and I, you know, I've got a good career going on, and there are things that I can really celebrate. and um, I think the shadow part though that comes in is saying, well, but you don't have it all like you you don't have everything that you want. And I mean, I think there's <laughs> I've watched a lot of sex in the city, and I always think of when Charlotte says, think she says like I'm 34 where is he already like she's so <laughs> exhausted from dating and so I think that's the other wave you're tired mm-hmm. you're tired of dating and going on these weird first dates with people and trying to every time you go on a date trying to be like okay what's the lesson that I'm supposed to learn from that so then I can go and you know do better and find a partner that's going to be better aligned. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a very tiring process. So I go through waves of feeling really good about it. Then I feel like, ugh, forget about it. And then I schedule three dates in one week (laughs) with three different guys. And then I'm like, why did I do that? That's exhausting. Right. Um, But fun, but exhausting. And so for me lately, I think it's just this constant uh, work to To realize that there's a reason. I mean, one, I'm on track. My life's on track, and I think at sometimes you feel alone, and I think that's kind of that creeps in, right? Like, so the power goes out, and you're in the dark for two hours in your house that you've bought, right? And you're like, oh, this feels really alone right now, and so that's shadow stuff to work through, right? Like, because you're, we're always, we're always alone, but. We, I, I always have support, right? I have you, I have wonderful family, I have friends, I have. But it's just that feeling of like, okay, I'm alone right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. That's all. That's kind of all over the place. But yeah, the 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 things that I'm the themes I'm kind of finding is just feeling feeling worthy, saying I am enough. Like, um, you know, I'm always worried I'm gonna get really bored when I date people. And so I think there's something to that of maybe I, I fear that I'm boring, you know? Mm-hmm. So kind of just working through mm-hmm. all of the things. And it feels really good to work through it, but it's not always fun.
0: Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. Now, can you talk a little bit about when you talk about working through it and the work that you're doing. Yeah. I just for people who this might be a concept that is a little bit nebulous for like can you talk a little bit about what that work looks like? And, you know, do you have any resources that you would point people to? So, yes, I I like
1: Lacey Phillips. Um, she has a a website and a, <clears throat> a business called To Be Magnetic. And she kind of, she has different courses and it just takes you through a number of things. So if you're feeling triggered or if you feel like you need an extra dose of confidence, mm-hmm. you can kind of select different courses and, and um she has a whole process for for manifestation, but her big thing is that um you have to reprogram your your limiting beliefs. Um and it's all in your subconscious and it happens when you're, you know, zero to seven years old, you know, is when we learn a lot of things that we probably need to reprogram. And that's just how it, that's how life is. Um, That's how it works. Um, I think therapists kind of use that same approach, right? Yeah. So I I just really like her, her approach. Um, You're the one who introduced me to her, but, um, and, and basically you're just, you can, I think the other thing that's important to remember that like we're never done with this kind of work and I always think that okay if you just work through this enough then you're done and you never have to do it again but this isn't right right now in my life it probably feels like okay these are the things coming up around and it feels related to dating or being single right in 10 years it could be similar things but they're gonna be related to other things in life and you just continue to figure out how to work through it so right. that so that you can you know approach things in in the best way possible for yourself yeah so she has again she has courses and that's what I when when I I have to make myself do it you know journal and listen to the to the deep imaginings that she does which takes you to like a hypnotic state sometimes I don't feel like I get there but yeah it, it's pretty cool. Yeah.
0: I like it. I th- I like Lacey a lot too. I like the program. I've done that too before and I've really, I've really enjoyed it and I think she's a great resource and we will definitely link to her business and page um, in the show notes of this episode because I think it's work that is, it's accessible to everyone. It is not, you know, you don't need, you don't have to spend any money to do this work but if you choose to have somebody kind of aiding you in this it doesn't need to be expensive and I think she's super super affordable and accessible for people um and the work that she offers
1: and I I think the way she does it is just a very gentle approach it's not I don't know and it just makes sense and if you take a look because I think it just really if it's your first time kind of going into this and you're not diving into the stuff in therapy. I think it's just like a gentle approach and a daily practice that you could do. Yeah. Um, I was also going to say, you can also see how different uh, things in your life are related. And, Absolutely. you know, if you have like, if you have issues around money, that can also be related to love or, you know, if you're in a job that you hate, there's probably a connection to that and something else going on in your life. It is it's all so connected and I think she does a nice job of tying it kind of together.
0: And I think that one of the reasons I like her approach so much too is because she is all based in neuroscience and how it's about kind of brain rewiring and creating new pathways for how you think about things. And I think that appeals to a lot of people who, you know, perhaps thinking about things from like an uber spiritual level isn't necessarily for some folks that may not be the best way that they're going to be able to work through some things like this. And that's why I think Lacey's approach is really accessible to a lot of people.
1: Yeah. It really, it kind of just connects the two, I think, Yeah. Um, you know, so it's kind of that, like I said, therapy, I imagine some work you would do in therapy, but it's, it's just a nice gentle, daily approach that makes it um, you you can feel good about it yeah so what about you
0: so I think just even talking about our approaches being a little bit different right now i obviously I've, I'm a huge supporter of the to be magnetic programming and what they put out and I love it but this last month or so this this year in 2021 I just have to say The energy of this year has felt like it's moving at the speed of light compared to what we experienced in 2020. Right. And so for me, I feel as though I've been working through things at a really rapid pace. And when things come up, it is you know, there are times in your life where something, it might feel like a mirror is being held up to you, but then it like kind of goes away and it comes back into focus and then it kind of drifts away again. And I feel like right now it's like anything that I'm being forced to work through is like being shoved into my face, like never backing away, but just like getting closer by the inch to my face until I actually just am forced to look at it. And for whatever reason, the the way that I'm finding supportive right now to work through things. And I'll talk about those, what those specific things are, but I'm really resonating with a different approach right now, which I also found through a different practitioner. Her name is Ashley Wood. She is an Akashic records reader. And that's the person that kind of looped me into Akashic records and how interested I am in that and building a practice around reading Akashic records for people and she also has some other courses that she sells around unblocking certain things. And so she, she utilizes a different approach. So she's not based in neuroscience the same way that Lacey is. Her whole process is around getting really central to your own intuition and she talks about this concept of clearing your line and the line is something that we all have running through our body if you think about how you know our chakra system runs through our body the line kind of follows that same thing and so there is just a very simple kind of clearing method that she teaches around clearing your line and then you can go in and work on unblocking fear or unblocking things that happened in childhood or working with you know she has some courses also on things like you know past life discovery and things like that so i've been finding her work really supportive for me as i've been looking at some of the things that i've been working through and the shadow work that i've been really you know called to to, to doing lately is around wounding that happened in childhood and when i talk about that I don't want it to seem super dramatic, although it can be, right? I mean, there can be wounding from childhood that can be very dramatic or traumatic, but it can also be a little bit simple, like when I was talking earlier about having been a child that was overweight and whether that's getting picked on from people at school or in different situations or even just... I, you know, thinking about something so simple is the fact that I knew that I was eating things that maybe quote unquote, I shouldn't have been eating, because perhaps I wasn't hungry, perhaps I was having an emotional response to something. And so then I would take food and hide and eat it, because I didn't want somebody to see me eating it, or because I didn't want to be caught doing something that, I really didn't need to be doing. And we could talk for days about what that's about. We could talk about why is it a should or shouldn't. Why shouldn't I have been having it? But what I recognize now is that there was a part of me that recognized that I was not in alignment with myself. Like I was I was eating for reasons that I didn't understand, right? I wasn't hungry. I just was eating because it felt good to put something in and kind of stuff myself. And so I would create this habit of going and hiding behind a record player and eating whatever I, whatever it was, whether it was chips or cookies or b- bologna sandwiches or whatever it might have been. But I would hide behind this and eat because it felt like I was like... In a safe space and doing something. But what I recognize now when I look back on that, I think about the feelings that I was having in those moments and I think about some of the sadness that I was either trying to cover up or I think about um, the embarrassment that I had because I had brothers that were certainly very, very thin and I was the only one that was chubby. And I couldn't control my desire to eat certain things and, you know, whatever. And so I carried all of this shame as a child for how I looked and, how what, and what I ate. And I recognize that now, while that's not a problem for me any longer in my life, the, the feelings mm-hmm. that I was trying to avoid dealing with are still there. And for me, some of those feelings have to do with feeling worthy or being afraid of being rejected in certain circumstances. And what I'm really recognizing is I, I believe that I have a voice. I believe that I have a message. I believe I have something to offer. But there is fear around allowing myself to carry that voice and to move it forward. Because what if... People look at me like I'm crazy? What if people look at me like I'm insane for thinking that I can do this? What if people look at me and think I'm making a fool of myself? Mm -hmm. And the fear that comes from being the idea of being rejected or the feeling of not being found worthy Mm -hmm. of something can be really paralyzing. And so I've recognized that at different points in my life, I haven't shown up for myself because I felt like I needed to shrink away and be small in areas where I know I have more to offer, but I'm afraid to do it because I don't want to be caught with my pants down. You know, I don't want to show up. I was telling my husband that I, you know, was getting all of these flashbacks to things that happened to me in childhood that were embarrassing, like, slipping and falling at I worked at this little local ice cream shop called the Dairy Barn and I slipped and fell in front of the whole football team and I had a crush on one of the boys that was there and I slipped and fell on like a banana peel or something and like it was just so embarrassing right or of performing in the dance team and like missing my step in front of the whole audience at the basketball game or missing a line in a play and feeling like all eyes were on me and I was so mortified that nobody would ever like let me live it down Mm -hmm. and it's like those types of things that kind of come back to haunt you when you start to think okay well I'm gonna go big and I'm gonna do this thing and you're like oh but what if what if I fail and what if like what happens then
1: well and then there's a certain part of what you're saying to me that we don't like to admit I mean, when you're a kid, that's totally different. I mean, who wouldn't be embarrassed by those things, right? Right. But I I agree with what you're saying. Like, then it was maybe about something, and then now it's like the same fear, but it's something different. Oh, for sure. And I am realizing, like, as a kid, I think I was, (laughs) my approach was don't be serious, just be like the funny person, like be a clown. And what that gets you is, is now. I feel like even even admitting that being single at age 34, like I don't even want to admit that because I, th- I feel like I need to be like everything's good. I'm good. Like this is cool. Like this persona of the protection of, yeah, like just be funny about it. Make fun of it. Make fun of dating. And, you know, you can come up with a million excuses. And then, but to actually admit something serious, that mm-hmm. feels...
0: Really vulnerable. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's why, you know, it, it feels like you're admitting a weakness. Right. And then somehow, you know, people would judge you. Right. For for showing up. Um, yeah. No, that just, that's what occurred to me is that we just, that's why we stay small. But the good news is, I think if you, if you work through these things, um, i'm not it will never go away, but I think it does get easier mm-hmm. and and you can see how things in your life unfold, oh yeah, I mean, and I think you could probably come up with a few examples of even in the last couple of years how you've made progress with oh absolutely like for you going big, well you might be scared to take the next step now, but look at what you've done you you have your own consulting business and you took a leap of faith and we're doing a podcast and we're talking about things, even though it makes us uncomfortable probably. Right. Absolutely. Because I'm sitting here picturing people listening and being like, what are you? You're insane. Or like, you know, but we're taking
0: steps. And I think that's, that's the point, right? Like the point. And, and you asked, or you said something earlier about, you know, This work never is really done. And it's not. Like you just said, it's this thing today about being single. And in 10 years, it's going to be about something else. And in 10 years, for me, it could still be about these things. It's about how I am working through it in a different circumstance, right? And worthiness and fear of rejection, and I mean, those things permeate many different areas of my life. The one I'm talking about today is showing up for myself in a professional capacity. And I think that the point of even having this conversation is to say, yes, like I said earlier, we talk a lot about showing up and ease and all of these things. That doesn't mean it's easy this work that we've been doing, I would venture to say, I've had more ups and downs emotionally over the last four or five weeks than I've had in a very long time, including tears, including different moments where I've just told my husband, I'm not really sure what's going on for me, but I'm really just needing to have a mood right now. And it doesn't mean that it's easy, but allowing yourself to go through it and recognize it and naming it does allow it to be right. And that is an ease that we haven't always given ourselves the gift of. So we're not here to say, Oh yeah, shadow work is easy, but it's Mm -hmm. about recognizing that it needs to be done and not being afraid of it.
1: I just remembered. So there is an unblocked shadow course in Lacey's program Mm -hmm. and I think you did this one at one point and you're you you have to draw your shadow what you
0: picture. oh yeah oh that was yeah
1: so crazy it's
0: like oh it was, me behind, draw. it was me behind the record player eating food is so there you go that's was that was mine oh my gosh that's crazy yeah mine
1: was just a creepy but my, my i'm laughing business like drawing and right. i'm like look at this art right, <laughs> <It's> right. <it. laughs> terrible (laughs) now i have to now i need to take my drawing through the shadow work right Right. being triggered (laughs) you're being triggered by draw
0: and you also just reminded me i want to correct myself and i'll link to her stuff too but ashley's courses are more about releasing not unblocking so i don't want to kind of give her courses a misnomer but yeah it's about releasing fear and you know kind of going back and finding some of these woundings that you can free yourself from and I think it's important to just, this is
1: one practice of many practices, right? And so this just fits in as many emotions we have in life. This is just, you know, one of our emotions, if you will, right? That you have to work through. And so I think when you're feeling the good parts of life and you're feeling joy and um, just really excited this is just kind of the balance to that. And this, if you're, if you're feeling stuck, this can take you through that feeling of stuckness. Right. And I'm just saying that to say, like, even though it's not fun, I think it leads to, it leads to fun. It leads to joy. It leads to what, what you're ultimately looking for, which is absolutely feeling, feeling good. Like yeah. we all just want to feel good. We do. And you kind of have to keep in the back of your mind why you're doing it and (laughs) and, and remind yourself it's worth it. Um, But yeah, it's always worth it.
0: But it doesn't mean that it's easy.
1: No, but so something that I feel, we shared this on our Instagram, but I want to share it again because it's been something I've gone back to. And I think just something to keep in mind is whatever it is you're trying to do. This is a quote from Gabby Bernstein. I love it. Those who are certain of outcome can afford to wait and wait without anxiety. And I think that just goes to faith, having faith in God or universe and, and just knowing you're on track.
0: Right. And this is just part of it. Absolutely. When you kind of gave me that quote a couple weeks ago, I think we were at brunch when we first started talking about it. And <laughs> it hit me. Basic. We do like basic to have some brunching. brunching. We
1: have a podcast and we like to brunch.
0: That's very Super basic. basic. <sighs> I'm here for it. I, it really hit me. and And it's something that hits me still like on a daily basis right now in lots of different contexts. The concept of being certain of outcome, you don't know what the outcome is. You just know that it's going to be okay. It doesn't matter that it is a specific outcome, whether you're going to have a partner by the age of 36, whether it's, I know that my business venture in this regard is going to take off. It is the fact that we know we will be cared for and we know that we will be taken care of. And we know that we are supported kind of in this universal sense. Mm -hmm. And that is an outcome that we can be certain of. And if we can remind ourselves of that and live into that, that then we can wait for that outcome without anxiety. And you and I both have anxiety issues. It's not something that is foreign to us for sure, but, we both have recognized that the anxiety can lessen when we are certain that we're cared for.
1: And it's lessened already. I mean, again, when you look at if you go back to two years ago to now. For sure. You know, you got to recognize your growth, the growth and the change and completely different. Absolutely. But still there.
0: Yeah. I didn't cure it. But I, and that's not even the point. Right. Curing it's not the point. It's about how to recognize and still like love and love that anxiety too, right? Love it. <laughs> that's what makes me wake up at 6 a.m. and send work emails. Yeah. <laughs> nobody likes that. Well, sorry. <laughs> My bad. Uh, uh, but we do it and then we learn. So shadow work. It's something to embrace. That's a wrap for this episode of Easy A's podcast. Thank you for stopping by and joining us. For more information on what we discussed today, check out the links in the show notes. We'll be back at you soon for another conversation amongst friends. But if you'd like to connect with us in the meantime, find us on Instagram at Easy A's podcast. We'd also be ever so grateful if you would take a hot second to subscribe to our podcast and give us a quick rate and review. And better yet, share us with one of your friends. See you soon.